You're listening to 30 Below with Allie and Rick. I'm Allie. And I'm Rick. And yesterday slash today, we watched Xanadu, um, which was suggested by our guest today, Anya. Would you like to introduce yourself, Anya? Hi, uh, my name's Anya. I am apparently a Xanadu fan. And <laughs> yeah, I got myself into this, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so this is part of Musical March, and it, it fits in swell. Um, it is uh, 29% critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes and are out of uh, 42 reviews and then 58% audience rating out of 10,000 plus. A lot of audience coming in out in support of Xanadu. Wow. Yep. Yeah. A lot of Anya's out there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, uh, tagline for this is a fantasy, a musical, a place where dreams come true. <laughs> uh, this movie is directed by Robert Greenwald, who has done nothing you would know. Uh, he's still working, but after this, he pretty much moved exclusively to doing sort of liberal and left-wing documentaries. Huh. And it's written by Richard Christian Danis and Mark Reed Rubel. Richard has done nothing outside of TV, pretty much, uh, except for Xanadu. And Mark, uh, he wrote a movie called Prince of Bel-Air, which came out three years before Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Hmm. And that's his most notable other credit. So not really well-known people making Xanadu, at least behind the camera. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that it was the last movie that the director did, because that's kind of a theme with this one. This was Gene <laughs> Kelly's last movie, uh, and it was also kind of the last thing Michael Beck ever did. It really kind of destroyed his career as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd believe it. I mean, Olivia Newton-John had a little bit of success in the 80s still, mm -hmm. but yeah, she never really hit Grease fame after this. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> oh, Xanadu. Was Michael Beck, was he Sonny? Or yeah. Who, okay. Who, you might remember him as Swan in The Warriors. Oh, I had seen him before. Yep. Okay. He is kind of playing that same exact emotion in this the entire time. Yep. Yep. Wait, there, there was an emotion? <laughs> Uh, there was a, a general feeling, I, I guess, or a general disposition. So, Anya, uh, you are our Xanadu, Xanadu expert. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your relationship with this movie? Um, I feel like my relationship with this movie is probably the same as a lot of people my age. I am an elder millennial. I saw it on TV when I was very young. And thought it was good at the time, and then I just didn't bother to check that opinion for many, many years. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first time seeing it since you were you were little. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how how did that go? <laughs> um, I would advise people in general not to check their opinions on their favorite movies from when they were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we watched um, Thumbelina because um, it was like my favorite movie when I was little, and um, it's pretty problematic and uh, oh. not not as good as I I thought it was when I was little. So I. Uh, I can empathize with that feeling. Yeah. I had never yeah. seen Xanadu. I knew that um, it was a musical and uh, also a stage musical, which, like, the whole time I'm, like, thinking, I have no idea how they would stage this. So Not well, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I would be terrified to be in this show. Um, yeah. And I remember hearing about Xanadu mm. growing up. Uh, never seen it before. I knew that Olivia Newton-John was in it and Gene Kelly. And in my mind, I conflated it a lot with Brigadoon. Oh, Because I was like, yeah, Xanadu. It's like the roller disco that only appears once every 20 years, right? <laughs> that sounds like a much better movie. <laughs> oh... All right. Well, should we get into the the plot? Yep, yeah, I'm ready well, to get I into have, this. If yeah. you're up for it, I have one fun fact about Xanadu. Oh, absolutely. Because I did a very, very light Googling ahead of this. I didn't want to Excellent. spoil it, but I discovered that Xanadu is actually partly responsible for the creation of the Golden Raspberry Awards. Oh, so this would have come out the same year as uh, uh, Village People. The Village movie. People movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, so you guys can't stop the music. the music. Yeah. So the guy who invented the Razzies literally went to a double feature of Xanadu and Can't Stop the Music, and yes. he was so disgusted with life afterwards that he created <laughs> the Razzies. After they wouldn't give him a refund. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, That's a heck of a double feature. That is a heck of a double which feature. Potential stay tuned on. That yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So we open with uh, an airplane flying around Earth, like a, a model airplane flying around a model Earth. Um, just logistically, if like it's not to scale, no. otherwise that airplane <laughs> is far too big it's like recreating the 1930s universal logo or 1940s mm. but then the plane keeps advancing aircraft yep it so turns it starts into with a, a spaceship yeah it's propeller then a jet and then an airliner uh-huh. and then it's a spaceship at one point and, and then it's just a light yep then it's just a, a light and then we see is that when we go to the mur- No, we don't go to the mural yet. Uh, we basically do, but first we see the uh, credits, and the most notable credit outside of the leads is that all of the music is done by Electric Lights Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited when I saw that, because ELO rocks. Yes. <laughs> this, this soundtrack is pretty good. Like I, I did enjoy the music. Um... And then we see a guy painting slash sketching, and it is Sonny Malone, a.k.a. Michael Beck from Warriors. Um, yeah, so he he looks like the same character from the Warriors with his shaggy long hair, and yeah, it's very 70s. And at one point, he, like, puts down his art supplies, and he goes... Guys like me shouldn't dream anyway. 
<laughs> which oh is God. very melodramatic. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently he works... Um, his job is to recreate large-scale uh, album covers for, um, like, uh, music music stores to hang in, in windows. So, that's So, in that's other words, his job. his job is that he is paid as a painter. He yes. is a working artist. Yep. Yes, he is. And he yes. hates him. He hates it. Yes. Yep. He hates that he is paid to practice his craft. He is the equivalent... The art equivalent of a uh, an actor doing like commercials and yep. uh, company films. Mm-hmm. Yep, which mm-hmm. I would kill to be that. I know, right? That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I was like, you know, you you can do this and then do like the art that you like on the side. Like that's a thing that what? you can do. Like. <laughs> Yeah. And it looks like he can set his own hours pretty much. Yeah, he just, he's got friends. If he hits his quota, his boss is happy. And that's all he needs to do is just paint this. Yep. And you're paid. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but uh, it's so soul crushing. Um, <laughs> so then we see the mural in the alleyway. With these... I'm not sure if they're animated petals or if it just looks really weird. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think that they were, in fact, cartoons of, like, petals floating through the streets. Or was it, like, ripped up bits of paper? That was the paper that he ripped up because he was melodramatically complaining about his life. About... He shouldn't dream anyway. Um, So I I think that's supposed to be what wakes them up somehow. Yeah. Is his desire to throw a temper tantrum. (laughs) <laughs> is that he has a dream, and the muses yes. are dr- one dream, one muse. Yep. Uh-huh. They have nothing better to do than hang out and wait for sad boys. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so the mural in the alleyway comes alive with uh, very neon outlines, and all the muses are, like, dancing, and... Yeah, it's very neon and very, their costumes are just, the costuming in this is so bizarre. And I don't know how they achieved the effect. Um, It may have been like rotoscoping or something because it's like this purple light outlining them everywhere they move. Yep. Mm -hmm. And either that was a pain in the butt with uh, compositing or they literally drew that light in on every frame. Yeah. Which, either way, that was way too much work for Xanadu. Yeah. <laughs> and they did that a lot, too. The, they did that effect constantly in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. Um, so, yeah, the muses are dancing, and then we see Olivia Newton-John, who is just, like, playing peekaboo. <laughs> like, for a while... <laughs> And I was like, Olivia Newton-John can dance, right? Because all the dancers are, like, dancing around her, and she's just, like, kind of, like, hunched over, like, with her hands over her eyes. Um, and it it just felt to me, I'm like, she can dance, right? She's not, they're not just, like, letting her do this because she can't dance, because, like... <laughs> I I empathize with that because if somebody was like, all you have to do is hunch over and cover your eyes, I would be like, okay, 
cool. I yeah, don't that's have some to... good choreography. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that. But then Olivia Newton-John is on roller skates, and she skates up to Sonny Malone and kisses him on the lips and then just skates away. Yeah, as you do in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Yep. That's mm-hmm. normal. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on roller skates in this movie. So much roller skating. Mm. It's um, a lost form of transportation, really. Think of how much faster commutes would go if everyone was roller skating. Well, apparently, because later on in the movie, they roller skate from what looks like Santa Monica Pier to the Hollywood Bowl. Yep. So... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> this... oh, and we get the first of our transitions, which happen constantly in this movie, <laughs> oh, my that are like blinds opening and closing, yep. which it looks like the effects that I would add to a PowerPoint in fifth grade to make it yeah. look more impressive. Yes. With sound effects, too. There were some yeah, sound effects. a lot of laser sounds. The, yeah. yeah, so uh, Sonny is back at his horrible job painting album covers, and Olivia Newton-John shows up on the album cover that he is painting. <gasps> Which, what a coincidence. He met this woman just that day, yeah. and she's on this artwork. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and Sorry, my notes are are not very thorough. <laughs> yes, uh, we had to stop filming because Allie was suffering from a tension headache. Yeah. So her notes for the first half of this movie are probably a little scattershot. Yeah. But yeah, he... Well, this is where we meet some of his friends. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has four co-workers, um, three of whom seem fine and one who sucks. Because uh, the other guy know. just... I was kind all of he on does his is side. mock him. But he's mockable. He is. He is mockable. He is. Uh, I mean, he's the only one saying what needs to be said to this guy. If I'm yeah, being honest. that's true. That's very, very true. Yeah, Sonny is not a relatable person because, again, he has this job that is his passion in some capacity, but it's not exactly what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So he's sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, somehow every woman in this movie wants him or wants to set him up with their friends or like the first half of this movie, every female on screen is just making Gaga eyes at him. Yeah. Yep. And he's got a reputation as a ladies man. Something about like 400 women after him or something like that. Oh my God. Um, and then a guy randomly says, hey, you're single, right? Let me show you my daughter's. Yeah. And just takes out a wallet and, and is, like, about to set him up with one of his daughters. So, yeah, Sonny, he's going on this quest to try to find uh, more info on this woman. And so he goes to the album uh, maker to be like, hey, where'd you get this photo? And then he goes to the photographer, and the photographer's like, yeah, I don't know who she is. She just rolled through on that shot, and I liked it. Which means that he's using her likeness without paying her anything. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, that's very illegal. It is, yeah. But I guess no one at this uh, record company cares to... And she's prominent on it, so it's not like she's just in the background. Right. Also, the outfits of the models. Like, what... Uh, one of the the tops was like a a tube like a like three lame tubes <laughs> that were 
like stuffed with like stuffing and then like wrapped around the chest like over some clear plastic or something like that like uh, yeah i i don't understand so, some of the the costume choices in this but they are bizarre <laughs> i mean i have a theory that makes this whole movie makes more sense that everyone had just discovered cocaine I was thinking that as well. <laughs> Literally everyone involved in this movie had just learned about cocaine and that's how Xanadu happened. I mean, that I I would believe that very much. Yeah. And all he's searching, he hears this music from a beach, this clarinet music mm-hmm. coming from an old man. Mm-hmm. And once you know it, it's star of the screen Gene Kelly. Yes. yes Legendary song and dance man. He's playing on a very large rock. He's not like busking or anything. He's just like hanging out on this very large craggy rock on the beach. Just playing jazz clarinet. Except he's not. And it's so obvious. This is one of the peeves. You cannot learn to move your fingers with the notes. Even if they're in the wrong places, just move them with the notes. Fake instrument playing drives me insane. And I don't know why he was pointing it up to the sun. No clarinet player in the world has ever done that. It's just... He was playing it to the muses. Yeah, I was just going to say that. (laughs) He was praising the sun god Helios because he knows that the Greek pantheon is a verifiable, correct uh, religion. (laughs) I mean, it still hurts, but I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) And he offers Gene Kelly some popcorn, as you do to people on the beach playing clarinets. Mm -hmm. And they're just like instant friends and hang out for the rest of the movie. And Mm -hmm. Olivia Newton-John roller skates by and he's like, hey, there's that girl. And so he steals someone's moped yep. and is like, I'll bring it back. And they're like, oh, as long as you're with it. Because again, these hot women are all about him. Yeah, they said like, as long mm-hmm. as you bring it back in person. And I don't know what the alternative is. Yeah, which this is one of uh, movies classic trope of things only attractive people get away with. Because... <laughs> If he wasn't 70s attractive, they wouldn't let him steal the moped. Yeah. Yeah, I have a note here about, at this point, he's basically a dude Mary Sue. Yes. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody loves him, and there is no discernible reason why. Yep. And he (laughs) is chasing after her on the moped, and he sees her on this pier, and then he drives down and gets distracted for a second, crashes into the edge of it, flies off. Mm Mm-hmm. And Gene Kelly is there instantaneously. So how far away was this? How far fast did Gene Kelly, a 68-year-old man, run to catch up with him? Why did this 68-year-old man just follow this kid for some reason? I yeah. don't know. Xanadu. Uh, it's not like he's magic. <laughs> he Or a muse or whatever. Immortal. Um, yeah. And yeah, so Sonny is roller skating around on the streets now, mm-hmm. and he sees a van that he painted, which again, he was commissioned to paint the van, mm-hmm. so he was paid money to do it, mm-hmm. and he's upset because he didn't get to paint what he wanted to on the van. Mm-hmm. 
And he's actively saying terrible things about it to the guy who hired him and really, really likes it. Yeah, the guy is very happy with his fan. Yeah, it looks great. And the guy's so happy with it, he's willing to give the guy a lift, even though it's in the other direction. And by give him a lift, I mean he says, hop on. And he just grabs onto the back of the car while he's in his roller skates and just gets dragged across. Also, am I, I must have been missing something because he needed a moped, but he had roller skates? No, uh, it's a separate thing. So he needed the moped to catch up with her and then the next scene. Okay. We get a transition and then he's on roller skates. We have no idea how much time has passed. Uh, Somewhere. They're just Just, around. He probably borrowed them from a guy who's like, you're my hero, Sonny. Use my roller skates. (laughs) Probably. And take my daughter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Take my wife, please. Um... Yeah, so Sonny hitches a ride on the back of the van while he's on roller skates. And, yeah, ends up at the very building that was on the cover of this album he was working on. Mm -hmm. Which seems like it's 30 seconds away, but he's apparently never seen it before. Mm -hmm. And he tries to get in, and the doors are locked, but he sees that there's an open door... And inside, there's not a den of homeless people squatting. Instead, it is a attractive woman roller skating on her own for oh, no reason. Oh, yeah, there definitely would be unhoused people. Like, yeah, Los Angeles in there. the late 70s. Absolutely. In this giant open space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, it should be it like, should converted be. Yeah. into Absolutely. homes. That's so much space. Especially since apparently it's already been seized by the city because it says, like, no entrance by authority of Los Angeles County. Oh, yeah. So it's already been uh, foreclosed and everything. Like, no one owns it. Mm Mm-hmm. Classic L.A. No, we need to turn it into a roller skate discotheque big band concert area. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, so yeah, then we see Olivia Newton-John skating around the warehouse. Um, it is very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, like, obstacles in there, like, large crates, I guess? Yep, just crates just, of stuff. Just stuff, randomly. And he's not wearing about. shoes because he took off his roller skates, so he's just walking around in socks in this abandoned building. And that's, that's a safety hazard. Yeah, you would definitely step on a nail. I mean, it looks more like a laser tag arena than anything else. <laughs> it does! It definitely does. I mean, a laser tag arena would have been a better dream than whatever <laughs> yes, he has. Uh, uh, we learn that Olivia Newton-John's name is Kira. After they have a very short conversation about, like, what are you doing here? Who are you? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I, I think that's the only real information we get out of the scene. Is that the other important thing we learn is that Olivia Newton-John didn't do a fake accent, so she's doing her actual Australian voice, which is distracting. Yeah, because I know her from Greece more than anything else, so mm-hmm. yeah, it throws me to be like, oh right, she's Australian. Mm-hmm. 
And she also looks very sandy in this, like the way they've got her hair and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I do end up thinking of Sandy a lot. Um, she's also got, like, they dress her so weirdly in this. Like, she's got, like, a, a very, like, an oversized, like, peasant top tucked into a skirt that's, like, all bunched up. Um, but it's got, like, a slit in it. It's very gauzy, but it's also very, it, it's very loose. And I feel like her, she's often, like, in danger of not being clothed all the way. Yeah. It's very Renfest meets Little House on the Prairie meets, like, an 80s 12-year-old girl's design aesthetic. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. Anywho, um, oh, I said that transition, though. So mm -hmm. there must have been a fun blind transition with yep. <laughs> laser sounds. Um, so Sunny is talking to Danny, a.k.a. Gene Kelly. Um, and he, uh, they're talking about, um, oh, who's the, the person that he's like, oh, have you heard of this guy? Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller, yes. And, um... And I think we missed a scene. We probably did. Uh, there was a scene back at the uh, studio and they were painting yes. some more. Where we get to meet the asshole boss. Yes. Ah, yes. And he and Sonny get to be, like, terrible to each other. Yes. And the boss gives Sonny the advice of, give up art. <laughs> and he's like, see that statue? You think I could have made that? Because I did. And it's a small statue <laughs> yeah made of wire yeah yes it is yeah not the most impressive sculpture no i mean like i probably wouldn't have been able to do it like nope. and it's okay that it's not very impressive it's just like whatever you want to do like you know someone will buy it maybe I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying at this point. <laughs> um, so I'm also, I think we're both sober right now. Yeah. Anyway, and usually I'm, I have more to say because I am intoxicated. <laughs> so I, I apologize if this is kind of weird and choppy on you. Um, but uh, Sunny had... Like, when he was talking to Danny, he had a good quip to, like, oh, this guy was before your time. And he says, so was Beethoven, but I know who he was. And I was like, you know what? Yes, I I agree with that. I think that is a good comeback. Because, you know, often younger people will get like, oh, you don't know about this. And it's like, why wouldn't I know about this? Like, mm -hmm. yes. Like every time a female person wears a Nirvana t-shirt. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. And so Danny is a very rich person somehow. He refers to himself as comfortable. And I guess he like sold his club in the 40s for a ton of money. So he's both a world-class musician who played clarinet with all these greats. Mm -hmm. And also he's just been 
living off of residuals or something for 30 years. Yeah, and actually just playing do explain clarinet that. at the beach. There is one throwaway line about how he was so upset that his girlfriend left that he closed down his club and went into the family construction business. So yes. he gave up his dream and became a millionaire as a backup plan. As you do. So he sure became a millionaire through construction? Yeah. Apparently. I mean, probably buying and selling of real estate. So probably gotcha. house flippers. Yeah, because his house reminds me of like when we went to, was it the Louvre? Yeah. With like all yeah. the like. Yeah, he lives in a palace. He does. By himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he listens to this album of Glenn Miller that he's playing on. Mm-hmm. And as Danny, or as a Sonny flips through the album work, he sees a photo of Kira mm-hmm. dressed in like a USO outfit. Mm-hmm. And no one's freaking out about this apparently immortal person. Nope. Yeah, he plays like, it very cool. Like, very clear evidence that she has been alive and uh, looks 25, mm-hmm. 30 years later. Mm-hmm. But alas... Gene Kelly starts making faces at himself in the mirror because ah, he yes. realizes that he's looking old. Yes. He makes many faces at himself in the mirror. Um, and he proceeds to sit down, listening to this record, and these ghosts of the past start appearing over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And this cut, or this shot lasts way too long where we see yeah. these phantoms over his shoulder. And it's just... The foreground is entirely just Gene Kelly remembering things. <laughs> so he just has to keep acting to nothing <laughs> until eventually he final. Uh, the record has him singing on it as well. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like 68-year-old Gene Kelly coming out of the body of a 25-year-old actor. And it's like, no, you sound old, Gene Kelly. That's fine. <laughs> But why do you sound old on this record from 30 years ago? Well, also, I think it's interesting that he apparently found fame as a clarinet performer when he also tap dances and sings Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, and he was just like a clarinet performer for, like, other people, um, even though he can do all this other stuff, so. Yep, and then we finally get to see uh, Gene Kelly dancing. And it's impossible to fully hate a movie that has Gene Kelly tap dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when he's, you know, 68, he's still tapping really well. Mm-hmm. And Olivia Newton-John is, is tapping as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In her little USO outfit. Yeah, I re- this part echoed Singing in the Rain so much. It did, it just, yeah. It, yeah, it was very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. But then his fantasy ends, and it's just Gene Kelly spinning by himself <laughs> in this big, empty room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, if I'm to, meant to take this literally, that means that he's just, that's what he's actually been doing, is just been standing and spinning in a circle, <laughs> thinking about dancing. And now we know why he likes having the big room. Yes. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. You need room to spin in circles. Yeah. And so now Danny, or Sonny, is painting at work, and he's spending too much time trying to paint Olivia Newton-John, and his boss is upset because he's trying to make it look too good. 
He's not making it look like the mm-hmm. artwork. He's making it look better than it. And mm-hmm. that's bad. It's a bad thing. He's making it look like he saw her rather than what Simpson yeah, wants her to wants look like. Wants her to look like, yeah. And he manages to find her and asks Olivia Newton-John out. And they're going skating. And he takes her to the studio and he goes into this special room that only the best artists get to record in. (laughs) And it is a studio booth in the center of a giant open warehouse because that's how you get the best acoustics. And (laughs) inside the recording space is also the control panel for this multi-million dollar special effects extravaganza. So if you're like, man, I'm... I thought trying to write my music, but it's not working. You know what would work really well is if I saw trees rise from the ground with an oasis. Or maybe a a lighthouse filled with fog and a bench so I can sit in the fog and think about lighthouses. Yeah. Yeah, they had that weird line about how it's to inspire the artist, which is the worst way in the world to take a movie set and pretend it's for recording music. Yeah. (laughs) And And I also loved how he just hit one button. Just one button. And then the whole, it was like it went into demo mode or something. (laughs) And not only did everything activate, but apparently music happened too, because otherwise they're just skating silently in this giant space. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. But yes, the boss shows up, Simpson, and is like, hey, what are you doing in here? And kicks him out. And I guess even though he is the guy who is in charge of the people painting the replicas for the marketing department, he knows how to run this multi-million dollar studio inspiration equipment. Mm-hmm. And manages to shut it off easily. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and... So we're driving away from there and happen to drive by the studio or this big abandoned building again. Olivia Newton-John is trying to get Sonny to be like, see, this could be the space for your dream. You should show this space to Danny and he can build here. And I guess now Sonny's dream isn't to be an artist. It's to run a discotheque. (laughs) Because they keep talking about how it's his dream that he's following. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But And so he takes Gene Kelly there the next day, and for some reason, uh, Sonny drives like a 1940s Studebaker. Yeah. Which would be like a 40-year-old car <laughs> at that point. But it's in gorgeous condition. Yeah, it's like mint condition. What? He drives the same car that the Muppets do in the Muppet movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that, that makes No, that makes a lot of sense. If he was played by a Muppet, nothing in this movie would really change. I would like it more. Yeah, yeah. same. And he's able to get inside now, so I guess they called ahead and got the doors unlocked. Uh, and he's showing off the space to Gene Kelly and be like, see, look at this space. Gene Kelly's like, oh, it's very big. But I'm not saying I would do it, but if I did, you could have like a big band shell over there. And then Sonny's like, well, no, it's the 80s. You'd have a rock and roll stage over there. And they both start imagining it. And then this 
super long scene happens. It's so long. Where oh the plot God. doesn't advance at all. Nope. There's no character revealed. Mm-mm. It's just, let's watch big band music for a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to cut what? to mediocre rock and roll for a minute and a half. It's so funny what they imagine as like like harder rock and roll in the 80s. Like they're really trying to make it like, you know, edgy. And it's just... It's, it's closer to new wave than anything else. It really is. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, you're saying there's no character development, but I think we learn a lot about Sonny when he's fantasizing that a woman is being tied up to a soundboard with what looks like telephone cords. Yeah. And she's, like, gyrating against it and moaning, so that's yeah. interesting. And Danny imagines a USO show with a very gay sailor. Well, also, like, it looks and sounds like it's supposed to be, like, in the 40s, but there's a dancer with, like, a stripe, like, three-quarter length sleeve, like, shirt, and then a like princess leia style skirt <laughs> and like i know she's got like kind of a leotard on underneath but there is so much butt cheek that you that you see and like it's so high cut and i'm just like i don't believe that that was a thing in the 40s yeah I, the 40s I, I costumes they were, they were really off. It was definitely, this is what the 40s looked like to a 20-year-old costume designer in the 80s. Yeah, yeah who doesn't have access was to The hair was just a little 80s. Yeah, it, was, it didn't look 40s. It looked very weird. Plenty there, of zoot suits, though, so in many ways, yes. it was 20 years ahead of its time. <laughs> <laughs> it was. But yeah, so much leg and so, so many butt cheeks. I feel like. And then, meanwhile, on the rock and roll side, the band is wearing matching salmon suits. Yeah. Which is a perfect look for 80s hard rock. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, again, this is like 1980 itself, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give them too much crap for not knowing what the 80s would really look like. Yeah. Except that that's more like what the 80s looked like than anything (laughs) else they imagine. And uh, there were a lot of cat suits as well. Um, The women wore a lot of cat suits. And at one point, uh, the drummer puts a woman on his shoulders because he's got two crash cymbals that are so high up he can't actually reach them. (laughs) So the woman on his shoulders is hitting the crash Mm. cymbals. Yeah. And then some people, some dudes, like, pick up girls and they're, like, playing them like guitars, like, upside down. Um, yeah. And then the only interesting thing in the whole scene happens as the stages that they're on start coming together and you realize that their sections are spread out just enough that they actually interlock and Mm -hmm. it looks kind of like a magic trick because of the perspective that we have. Yeah. Yeah. That, that it looks like cool. it shouldn't, it should just crash together, but it actually yeah. melds perfectly. And then you also hear the music starting to blend together. Um, so we learn that 80s plus 40s radio music equals disco. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, you think that this scene is showing how they're seeing their two ideas combine mm-hmm. into what the true vision is. Mm-hmm. But then it never comes up again. 
I mean... And they just make a roller discotheque. I mean, the, the, uh, you have kind of that at Xanadu. Yeah. There is a lot at Xanadu. There's, it's, I don't it's, know what Xanadu is. Xanadu is my... It would be a nightmare. I, I would be terrified. Um, and they get excited and they're like, let's do it. You're going to be my partner in this. You're going to own half of it because you gave me popcorn on the beach. Mm-hmm. And yep, showed you know. me the building. So yep. that means we're partners. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Olivia Newton-John magically appears, and they don't freak out about it. Yep. No. Even and though she they gaslights. S- then she gaslights Gene Kelly. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then Gene Kelly is like, oh, what should we call it? And then Kira starts reciting... I, I don't know what this actual passage is, but she starts talking about Xanadu, and then they recite the passage together, and then they decide to call it Xanadu. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, she she's do. wearing socks with heels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's wearing, Xanadu. like, ankle warmers with heels. She Well, they're also, they, like, go into her shoes, yeah. though, so. Uh, anyway, Xanadu is... Xanadu is um, a reference from a poem called Kublai Khan. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. It's incredibly random. But (laughs) that's just what it is. Just so you know. Alrighty. That is, that is helpful. Um, (laughs) So then we go back to Sonny's job. um, And he fires himself. In front of Mr. Simpson? Yep, he does a big I'm quitting scene. Mm-hmm. Except that he fires himself. Yeah. It's not like, you're fired, no, I quit. It's just that he's like, oh, Sonny, you're fired. And yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> and tells I mean, the artist that they're allowed to come to opening. But also they apparently help with the building of it because you need people who know how to paint to build a discotheque. Yeah, that's true. They have to put up signs. Mm-hmm. I mean, signs are the most important part of disco. Yes. Takes an artistic eye. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so then they're at, uh, Sonny and Olivia Newton-John are at the band shell in L.A. And it's the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> It's just like 30 miles away, so I don't know how they roller skated there. He's got a Studebaker. Yeah. He drove for an hour and a half to get there so that they could smooch alone in this place they must have broken into. (laughs) I mean, if he crossed the 405, he must really love her, but... (laughs) (laughs) But the kissing that they do there is some magic kissing... Because it's so good that they turn into light and then become animated characters. Don Bluth animated characters. Yeah, I wasn't sure yes, if it was it actually was Don, Don Bluth, Bluth, but I was pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yep. I was it like, was, okay, this, was, yeah. this, this would have been very his, early yeah. Bluth. One of his because, first feature-length things. Because, yeah, he would have worked on uh, The Black Cauldron, which would have been, like, 82. So he would have... Mm-hmm. This would have been, like, right after he left Disney. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so they... this is the part of the movie where I think they moved from cocaine to LSD. 
Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to assume that um, Kira put a tab on her tongue when we didn't see her, and so when he kissed her, he got some of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he's kissing a muse, so, like, who knows? Or this is well, very tasteful way to show sex on a movie. Is the, like, <laughs> the yep. kiss, this is what it yep. led to. It's so great that it's as if he turned into a fish and, and then, then a, a bird. bird. <laughs> yeah. yep, I actually so wrote the same thing. I said, I'm pretty sure they did this just to avoid a sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> but then we have to assume that they went to the, they drove to the Hollywood Bowl. They kissed once and then they just drove back and nothing else happened yeah because it's just them kissing yep mm-hmm. well, oh. either that or they just sat in the audience tripping balls for a few hours that could be or having sex um but <laughs> yeah so the sequence is that they turn into like little fairy people on a flower on a flower very and then, thumbelina very thumbelina yes um, and then she jumps through, like, a waterfall, and then becomes a fish, and then they're, like, the little Fantasia fish, and they're flirting, and, Except like, she still has leg warmers on. I she think does. marshmallows? I don't know. <laughs> she does still have leg warmers on. And also, when they shoot up through the water and then become birds, she still has leg warmers on as a bird, and also a ponytail. <laughs> so... Well, the important thing is Don Bluth learned to draw a second hairstyle for this. He did. <laughs> yes. That he did. Um, and, yep, then they turn back into little Thumbelina people on the flower. And then we're back. <laughs> so. Then yeah. we're at the abandoned building and we're at the end of the first week of construction. And we're throwing a party because apparently Gene Kelly throws a party or celebrates after every week. <laughs> and the contractor he hired to renovate this building is like, man, most people, they just want skyscrapers that go up in two weeks. But you, you're building something. <laughs> no, he's renovating this giant space. And I don't think he actually builds that much inside it. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't look that different mm-hmm. after the renovations. <laughs> I mean, it appears that the most difficult part of opening up a club and renovating an old, decrepit building is picking out what to wear. Mm-hmm. Yes! And this is, yeah, they definitely slipped something into his champagne. Absolutely. At this because... point, I started to wonder if someone had slipped something into my champagne. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, this, like, this next scene, I just don't understand. I thought I was in a totally different movie all of a yeah. sudden. Yeah! Uh, yeah, so they gotta, if he's gonna dance, he's gotta look good. Um, so they go to this shopping place, this department store kind of looking thing, and we see people in the windows who are obviously supposed to be mannequins, but, like, they are the weirdest mannequins. (laughs) Like, one woman has, like, completely... Just spiked out hair, but not like in like a a punk way. She but... looks like yeah. a uh, a boardwalk caricaturist version of Liza Minnelli. But also, yeah. like if she stuck a fork in an outlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all very like cartoony in a new wave way. 
Yes. Yes, it's very new wave. Um, I wasn't sure that they were mannequins. I was very confused if they were people hired to stand in the window or if they were mannequins come to life. I really I started to question reality. I assume that they were mannequins because there was like light shining across them one at a time. Yeah, yeah like, I thought that they were mannequins come to life in like an evening primrose sort of horror. Okay. Yeah, and then Starship started playing, so obviously they were mannequins come to life. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's a mannequin joke. Oh. Well, I guess I don't know magic cultural <laughs> and references. And we will so. <laughs> build this world together. Oh, so my God. This time forever. That song was written for the movie Mannequin. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Gene Kelly tries on like a million different outfits. And, this and whole I feel time... like they were like trying to do homages to some of his more famous roles. Like, oh. I feel like the costume was trying to do just a little bit of it. Like, he kind of looked like an American in Paris okay. a little bit, and a little bit okay. singing in the rain at one point. Oh. Yeah. But also, to a certain extent, he was also just, let's put some different suits on Gene Kelly, mm-hmm. and I and maybe then just can, wanted. Yeah. And then yeah. he can just mug around and do his little uh, anti-cute face while he does dance moves. Yes. Which didn't, they didn't work as well when you can't hear him tapping. It actually looked a little, like, not great. With yeah. With music and all of the stuff around him. It's like, oh, oh, honey. Okay. There was so much going on. Then... Um, yeah, there are people hanging from, like, clothing racks and, like, I feel like we got the girls from Simply Irresistible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, in body, or in uh, leotards. Um, we got, like, some weird uh, spider leg, or spider tights. And then someone crawls underneath all of the legs with the spider tights. And they've got, like, gold makeup on and, like, and a, a spider web on their head spider web hat <laughs> um, and oh gene kelly comes through uh a pair of legs that like open up and yeah get... they're like the dressing room curtains to look like a 10 foot tall woman's mm-hmm. legs yep then there's a pink car that's in the shop somehow mm-hmm. and it drives but it looks magic at one point. Uh-huh. Uh, be- at one point, he's in a pinball machine, it seems. Well, he's inside a pinball yeah. machine for about 30 seconds. Yeah, which made me think, like, have I missed other ways in which he is inside things? No, he, like, <laughs> kicks no. two bumpers and flags come out, and then that's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you spent yep. so much money <laughs> building that for, like, 30 yeah. seconds. <laughs> So, and yeah. The weird, yeah. And it's like they've just kind of left him alone to do this weird outfit. Like, it's the weirdest makeover montage I've ever seen. And he tries out on all these weird clothes. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, Kira and Sonny just do not care. They're, They're off doing their own thing. And at one point, he shows her an outfit and she looks over. And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. And then just goes <laughs> back to making out with Sonny. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he like drops a hat and kicks it up and it lands on his head and then he turns silhouettes of all yellow and like flashes and then we do a scene transition (laughs) (laughs) oh man the scene is a drug trip and it is 
so bizarre. Yeah. And well, he kicks the hat into like a neon sign, and then he's like all yellow and flashy. Yeah. I think it's it's yeah. like I said it that in musicals, uh, the like a stage musical, when you sing, it's because you have the emotion that you can't hold anymore. You mm-hmm. have the thing that you need to say so much, it has to come out as song. Mm-hmm. Which means that the songs should be character and plot. And in a movie, if a scene isn't revealing character or revealing plot, then it should be cut. And so many of the songs in this oh, are yeah. just songs and or dance sequences. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the actual story is maybe 40 minutes of this yeah. hour 40 minute movie. <laughs> and well, the rest is like dance Unless you cut sequences. out the random roller skating. If you cut out the roller skating, you're down to like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you need a few establishing shots of roller skating. I suppose. I suppose it's, it's emotionally important roller skating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do see Sunny sad roller skating at one point. He's That's true. Very, very sad. Um, uh, yeah, after the acid trip, we learned the truth about Olivia Newton-John. Mm-hmm. She can't love uh, Sonny because she is a muse from Olympus. Mm-hmm. So her name is Kira, she has an Australian accent, and she is a Greek goddess. Well, she was about to say her real name, yeah. and then he, like, covered her mouth or something like that. And, and then kissed we, her or something. We never find yeah. out her real name. Even I Zeus is like, name. oh, yeah, Kira. Oh? Her real and... name is Terpsichore. Oh, okay. Yeah, there are only the nine muses, and she starts saying yes. it a little bit. She says, like, okay. chirp. She's chirp. Okay, gotcha. All right. Um, so, yeah, but she says she does love him, but she can't because she's a muse. Then she steals a bit from, uh, Harvey and tells him to look in the dictionary and talks to him through the dictionary. Yes. Which, good bit. Like, Mm -hmm. if you could figure out a way to make a joke dictionary and have someone look up a word that then talks to them specifically, that's a good bit. (laughs) Uh, she also has the TV talk to him as well. Mm-hmm. Which goes mm-hmm. on for a while. Yeah, that's a long scene. Yeah, and then she's also in the TV. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's taking him a long time to accept that she is a muse. Yes. When I feel like she could just turn into a uh, light, like she does so often, <laughs> and like, disappear <laughs> from in front of him, and maybe that would be more <laughs> convincing. Oh, she's I got mean, a we show are off. not... We're not made to think that Sonny is a smart man. No. No. I mean... He's a man with a dream of something. (laughs) (laughs) But he's such a good man that the muse, who is thousands of years old and has inspired... uh, She, as she puts it, she inspired Michelangelo to paint Shakespeare's Shakespeare's written poems about her. Uh, Michelangelo's painted her. Beethoven's written songs about her, and now she has Xanadu. So, like, yeah, she's... To be, fair, <laughs> to be fair, two out of those three were very gay. Yeah. True. Um, well, Shakespeare was bi. That's true, yeah. Um, 
I think that he is making a good case for himself when he said guys like me shouldn't dream anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> if these are his dreams, like, yeah, maybe he was right. Maybe this shouldn't be a thing. Um, this part, this part, the timing of this scene actually really annoyed me because she says her whole purpose was to get Xanadu up and running. So why is she leaving the day before when she knows that Sunny is going to have a temper tantrum and not want to do anything anymore? Yep. That's true. Because when she was with Danny, like 35 years ago or whatever, he got the club up and running. She stayed on for a while and then she left him in the dust because apparently she didn't care about hurting Danny. Well, she didn't Even fall in love with Danny. Even though he's a sweet little Danny. angel baby. Wow. I mean, she didn't fall in love with Gene Kelly, but she fell in love with Sonny? <laughs> yeah, I guess. She I mean, doesn't the drugs have great are a lot hard. The drugs they're doing in 1980 are a lot harder than what they were doing in 1945. Fair, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, he found that demo button, and that was just it. She was sold. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Kira's like, I can't be with you. I'm a muse. And then we... I'll love you forever, I'll but I have to go back to my home planet. Yep. And then we see Sunny sad roller skating. The saddest yes. roller skating that He's I've ever so seen sad. on film. sad. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the shortest shorts I have also. <laughs> and That's meanwhile, e- an yellow mm-hmm. song is playing, and they clearly had to have the whole runtime of the song, but they didn't have enough footage of him skating. <laughs> So they had to do a lot of shots of him just standing there, like, looking at the wall that yep. the muses are painted on, yep. thinking about what he's going to do. He touches the wall, he yep. circles around, goes back, uh, and then he just decides to skate into the wall, which luckily for him, he skates through the wall and into the Phantom Olympus. Zone. Olympus. <laughs> Which apparently Olympus is just like a bunch of bars of lights. And no and one's ever <laughs> no one's ever managed to come through before. No. So I'm assuming it's because he was moving so fast from the roller skates because <laughs> like people have leaned against that wall, yeah. surely. Well, and it's like he just was off the beach. It. He was touching yeah. it as well and his hand didn't go through. Yeah, it must be because of the speed. <laughs> so it's back fast. to the future rules. <laughs> so fast. Uh, yeah, so then we see, uh, uh, Sunny wanting to take Kira back, and she's like, no, I can't, I can't go back, I need to stay here, or be a muse for other people, and... One dream, one muse. Yep, one dream, one muse, and he's like, well, I'm gonna take you back, and she's like, no, my father is Zeus, um, and so he's like, well, I'm going to talk to Zeus. And then we hear Zeus. Well, he doesn't go by that name anymore, implying yeah. that Zeus is also the Christian god. Because he says that he's gone, he hasn't gone by that name in a while. Oh, I must have missed that. Like, that's the implication I took from it. Because they never say Zeus and they never say Hera. They just say, like, he proves that he's omnipotent, which also Zeus wasn't. Uh, Zeus would only know certain things depending on the stories mm. um yeah but zeus says or the, the god whatever says you can't have her um and, and not he for says, any particular reason nope it's, it's just, just that no one's ever because. left there 
No one's ever left. And Sonny makes the appeal that they're in love, and that's a very rare thing to fall in love on Earth. (laughs) 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 Um, no? Yeah. First of all, no, you're not. You are not in love. (laughs) Uh, You can make the argument of, like, you know, true love, the truest of love, like Princess Bride does. Right, Like, this rare thing. But, no, he's just, like, love in general doesn't happen. Right, yeah. (laughs) Except to roller skaters and muses. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, the god's wife, whom I, or a second god with a feminine voice, whom I assume must be Hera, Mm -hmm. uh, is trying to be like, oh, it's all right. I mean, remember what we learned in our mortal history class? (laughs) So apparently... Even though he knows exactly what Sonny's going to say before he says it, mm-hmm. they have to go to a class to learn about mortals. Mm-hmm. And feelings. Yes, they learned about feelings Gods in the mortal history class. Gods do not feel. And if there's one thing I know about my Greek mythology, it's that Zeus is a loving and <laughs> monogamous man. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Who never had any feelings of any kind. No feelings. Mm-mm. Nope. Cold, rational Zeus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we get a very long uh, song by sung by Olivia Newton-John. And the just... cinematography is brilliant. It's just a single <laughs> camera just staring just at her face. Staring at her. She's just standing there. She, doesn't she is. Even, like, yeah. She doesn't even turn around. Just no recreating the experience of watching someone without much charisma sing at karaoke. She is acting the heck out of this song while there's, like, a yellow neon light around her and a fan blowing in her face the whole time. I think the lyrics are about, like, hey, let's... Or I'm in love and I want to be with him or something. Yeah, I I, don't know. I could not tell what the lyrics are. Well, the lyrics don't make any sense for this point in the movie. It's all about... Now that you're holding me in my arms, I just want to stay in this one moment with you forever. And if she was singing that before she had, like, beamed up to her home world or anything, that would have made sense. Yeah. But she's just standing there singing it to herself after he leaves. Which <laughs> and just... she also sings it to the camera, which is just very weird and, and I feel uncomfortable, bad for her. in my opinion. It's like, here, sing a love song with nobody around you, just to the camera. Mm-hmm. I feel like the implication is that she is singing it to Zeus as a way to be like, please send me back. Oh no! Like, she's singing about her feelings that she felt for him after Sunny is gone to Zeus so that Zeus will send her out. Her feelings for Sunny. Yes. And again, this is the second person then. (laughs) I mean, this is Zeus we're talking about. His wife is his sister. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we have this lovely, like, just ducking out of camera. Just <laughs> yeah, like, like someone doing the bit where like they the push elevator. the button and go down the elevator. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so that's... <laughs> and blinky lights. Just, just yeah. blinky lights. And the feminine voice is like, oh, come on, darling. Because, again... Or, no, Zeus says darling. Which, again, Zeus... Really loves Hera. There's one thing I know about my Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. It's that Zeus would never cheat on Hera. Nope. Mm-mm. And they 
uh, are like, oh, we'll send her for one day or uh, one eternity. I don't remember which because apparently they don't remember how time works nope. in their space. They don't know if it's been 12 minutes or 12 centuries. Um, which just completely negates the whole, no, you can't go back because it matters so much. Except it doesn't. Nope. <laughs> yep. And then we get Xanadu's opening night. With Xanadu. juggle mimes. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Xanadu looks so unsafe. Right? Um, oh my it, god. It's just so chaotic. Like We it, need an it, OSHA muse. It's it bad. Is, <laughs> it is organized chaos, but like it, it still looks like if anything went wrong, if one thing went wrong, if one mime dropped his bowling pin, like so yes. many things. Things. And then they've got tap dancing, I guess they're cigarette girls? Yeah. yeah like, that's the yep. vibe I was getting, yep. so that's the 1940s, like, that's the only thing he wanted to yep. bring back from the uh, 40s was cigarette girls. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you have yep. people climbing on the bar in spike heels, you have people yep. roller skating where there are carpeted stairs, mm-hmm. you have what mm-hmm. looked like Brian May on a tightrope with an umbrella, I'm not sure about that one. I think it was actually I... a slack rope, which, that's like... Renfair stuff then. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> holding a little parasol. Yep. You I mean the you... only thing that saves this whole sequence is just Gene Kelly being charming on roller skates. <laughs> yeah. Doing and, the... and wasn't he doing the hand jive at the same time? I don't know. Kind it he works. wasn't, everyone sort else of. was. Yeah. But okay. there's there's half of this is people roller skating around, but then there's also dancers in the middle. And I don't and know what Xanadu is. And there's, well, there's a ring mm-hmm. of people roller skating one way, and then in that ring, there's a ring of people roller skating the opposite mm-hmm. way. And then and there then, are people on roller yeah. skates doing line dancing. Yep. And then mm-hmm. there's a woman standing on a small platform with like two mirrors just dancing. Dancing in the mirror. And... Uh, then everyone does a choreographed Xanadu dance. And, and I, uh, yeah. I just and don't be- understand. Are these people customers or are they entertainers? Well, that's the thing is that anybody can come to Xanadu. Like you don't have to, they didn't want to do like a celebrity thing. They were like, no, Xanadu is open to everyone. So I, I don't know. But they're and all so wearing open- identical blue shirts for all the men <laughs> yep. and red mm-hmm. dresses for all the women. Yep. And then they're doing a choreographed dance yes. as they skate around. Mm-hmm. So I assume that all of those are employees for the opening. Right. Except as are the all the dancers. The zoot suits. And then you have the guys in yeah. the zoot suits. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's I'm so confused. It's so chaotic and And one of the things that we see here is Sonny, and he's really excited and happy about opening, and he's with his guy friend from the art studio from before, Mm -hmm. uh, who he invited to opening, and Sonny is happy, even though the last time we saw him, he was told that he would never see the love of his life ever again. Mm -hmm. And And I'd also like to point out he is doing no work on opening night of a club that he is running. Yep. Yep. He's trusting his partner, who, and he's theoretically the creative side of this, that he was there to, like, it's his idea, and Gene Kelly was there to build it. Mm. And Gene Kelly is the one who's roller skating around (laughs) and weaving through the bowling pins of mimes. Yeah. 
And they're also and roller skate tap dancing as well. Yes. And, and I'd like yeah. to point out that nobody is drinking or eating anything, so I don't know how they're going to make money in this club. Which is <laughs> dancing to actually buy a drink. Mm-hmm. But there is a bar, but people are dancing on the bars. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and then they mu- the music oh, they starts to make playing. Money from drugs. It's all they're making money from drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The music starts, and the stage is a spinning circle in the center, which that's a terrible place to put your entertainment. Uh, and what do we get? But Olivia Newton-John is there, and mm-hmm. she's singing, and this implies that there is a scene of Sunny and. Kira meeting up again after she was sent back by Zeus and being like, I can be here for one last night. Mm -hmm. And he's super excited about that. But then we never see that scene. Nope. We don't see this emotional reunion that pays off the longing that they had before and the bittersweetness of this being the last night they'll ever spend together. Nope. Is it the last night they'll ever spend together, though? No, because apparently but one night and forever are the same thing. That's yeah. true. That's very, very true. But as far and as I she got... knows, it's the last night. So this is where I got really confused about the passage of time. Because now we have all of these Muse, like, dance numbers. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. starring Olivia Newton-John. And there's, like, I forget how many, but I think approximately 47 of them. And it's like a tap dancing number, and then a hard rock number, and then a cowboy number. <laughs> and is this all happening the same night, or are these like different nights, and they just it get apparently... a free news floor show forever now? I just, I'm so confused. Yeah, I assume that it's all the same night because sometimes they'll actually show like the flash of light and them changing. So I'm guessing that it's just magic costume changes. Okay. But they're only doing half of songs ever. Yeah, that was my thought as well. But, oh, yeah. I think I got confused when suddenly suddenly, Sunny was also wearing a cowboy hat. So I thought, oh, are they changing clothes now, too? Oh, maybe yeah, that's yeah. a good point. It's that's very poorly point. edited. Yeah. But maybe he gets a magic cowboy hat. I don't know. It's Xanadu. Maybe. Maybe Kira could, like, magic a cowboy hat onto his head. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so they start out, <laughs> they're wearing, like, 1940s USO style outfits, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, doing their tap dance number. Then they're wearing leopard print leather and singing, like, a rock song, well, which she actually is, is her, pretty awesome. Her backup dancers are wearing long-sleeve <laughs> leopard print cat suits. Yeah, but that song actually kind of slaps. It does, and she looks great as well. She like did. She rocked that outfit. And then they do the country, and I was like, ooh, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, that was rough. And they did like the uh, like the hoedown yeah, kind of dance. Yeah, the Cotton Eye Joe dance. <laughs> so, while wearing so fringe on her arms that were like two feet long. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To be uh, fair, this was foreshadowed because Danny put on a similar cowboy outfit in the last Drug Trip song. Oh, okay. And then it ends with them doing like alien gods. 
Yeah. Then or it she... doesn't end with that. Uh, that's like the next one. And then they're singing the Xanadu yeah. song again. Yeah. She's... And then they turn it back into the like white outfit with the legging, the leg warmers that she's been wearing for most of the movie. Yeah. Which also her cultural costumes or something. Yeah. Also her outfit that she comes out in, like it looks like it will be cute. Cause it's just like this like sparkly kind of bronze, like low cut halter top. And then she has like these very puffy pants tucked into socks it looks like and i'm just like oh that's disappointing yeah um, the top half of that was great but yeah, yeah. i was like oh she looks really good and then we saw the pants and i was like ah couldn't nope uh, all right um and then her alien garb that oh that had God. to that makeup and like everything that had to take so long to do and it's only on her for like 10 seconds yeah. like she's in like this gold lame robe with like these this glitter sparkle blue stuff in her hair and like yeah. all metallic makeup and everything and it's gone in like 10 seconds because she goes back to like normal kira <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and then she finishes the song and turns into a beam of light and disappears mm-hmm. and at that point everyone in the club except sunny had disappeared they were alone yeah so we get have another passage of time I also guess. also there was a person with gold roller skates and like a red leotard spinning by their neck in the air so oh, yeah we didn't mention that <laughs> so more more xanadu one guy chaos. did evil can evil jump over like 10 oh, people yeah. lying down. Uh, yep. That is when I wrote, someone is legitimately going to die here. <laughs> also, there was a, a fountain, like a water fountain, too. And yeah. I was like, where, what, what is this? Though I will yeah. say that um, it, it at a roller rink with enough high schoolers, eventually you're going to get someone who's going to say, hey, let's see how many people I can jump over until you have adult supervision come in and stop it. <laughs> So that part yeah, seemed but, believable. But, but these are adults. <laughs> oh, yeah. But and again, Gene all of the... Kelly should not allow this nonsense. I expect better from him. All of the people <laughs> that were lying down were wearing the same outfit, which leads me to believe that they were employees who were paid to lie down <laughs> so someone could jump them. Were they, though? Because we've already established that anyone can come to Xanadu and their floor I show guess... is, like, free, non-union muse stuff. <laughs> so these people are not worried about minimum wage. Uh, Clearly not. Because they're Xanadu all their Xanadu would dreams. be, like, where you would want to go if you had a death wish. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just take a bunch of drugs and go to Xanadu, and yes. you will have... A very fun, terrifying death. Yep. And uh, Danny's like, "Well, that was a good opening night, Sonny. Aren't you glad?" So maybe he, yeah, maybe he, maybe he hallucinated all of those numbers. Yeah, I don't know. But that would explain yeah. why everyone disappeared. I don't know. I'm trying so hard to like. Yeah, so this put must logic be here, and it should I mean, not be. Unless it was just all, like, Kira magic. Or... I, I have to assume that all those songs were done throughout the night and that what was a four-minute dance sequence was actually, like, eight hours of performances 
condensed ah. throughout the night. And then now they're over and this is like four o'clock in the morning and they're closing up after <laughs> everyone's gone home finally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah, obviously right. this is an L.A. discotheque. You're not closing at a reasonable hour. I suppose. <laughs> and But yes, uh, so it's just Gene Kelly and Sonny uh, alone. And Gene Kelly's like, oh, you'll get over it. And it's like, hey, uh, like, hey, sweetie, why don't you come over here? And calls over a server. And she offers nothing to <laughs> and he looks up and it's olivia newton john uh-huh. and she doesn't like do a i got to stay or anything and he doesn't ask her her name or anything he just starts hitting on her he which, says i just want to talk to you which to me feels like this is just a worker who happens to look like kira mm-hmm and he, as the co-owner of this club, is now committing very blatant sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I took it another because she's been like obviously into mind games this entire movie. Oh so yeah. I just she figured they're like so playing the sexy stranger thing or something. That could very well be. Yes. I, I guess it's oh, so much of this movie is up to interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's just, whatever you think it is, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I mean, it's basically songs and bright lights, and you have to kind of build your own plot. <laughs> so again, guys like him maybe shouldn't dream. Because <laughs> um, they will get people killed. Yep. They will create a Xanadu. <laughs> Well, I mean, if anyone got killed, it was Disco. Yeah, that's true. That's Xanadu probably got burned down in the Disco Sucks era. Um, uh, so yeah, then uh, it ends with just the two silhouettes talking. But, like, you can't hear what they're saying. You just so, see... Just... Yep. They're just, having a chat. And it, yep, that's And it. it goes on and on under the credits. They had to fake like, flirting with each other for so long. I just felt bad for them. <laughs> oh, same. Absolutely. And that that's, is Xanadu? That's, that's Xanadu! <laughs> um, I almost, I was just thinking, uh, Xana don't, but there is actually a musical called Xana don't. <gasps> but it's Z-A-N-N-A don't. Um, and it's about a world where, um, it, basically it flips heterosexuality versus homosexuality, and, like, it's normal to be gay, and the straight people are oppressed, so I haven't seen it, I just listened to the soundtrack. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about that, but I know that that's a musical. Anyway... Xanadu. 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 Uh, yeah, that was very chaotic. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's very slow to get into, I feel like. 
Yeah, like I said, all of the song sequences are just a long period of watching a song happen. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're watching a movie, but you pause every five minutes to watch a music video. Mm -hmm. And it just completely kills the flow. Yeah. Well, and in the beginning, like, it, it takes a while to, like, build up the action, I feel like. A lot of it is like, oh, I hate my job, and, like, I'm looking for this person. And, yep. yeah. And I want to be a painter, by which I mean I want to run a disco club. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, that was bonkers. That was um, very very bizarre <laughs> i don't know how i feel about it to be honest like it's just it's so i would recommend just watching the last scene where you actually see xanadu and maybe the scene like where they kiss and then it goes into the cartoon thing but, like, uh, well, and then there's the Gene Kelly, like, makeover montage. That, like, so much of this is so weird. And, like, I, I feel like you wouldn't have to watch the whole thing in order to get, like, the best, like, bizarroness out of it. I don't know. Anya, what's your final thoughts and recommendations on Xanadu? Um, I'd say Xanadu is the perfect movie to just throw on in the background of a party. Oh, you don't even need the sound on. You can just listen to Electric Light Orchestra on your own time. Just <laughs> enjoy the sequined Lycra fever dream. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, it's, it's Xanadu. I feel like it would go well with, uh, cocaine. <laughs> I don't know what that would be like, for the record, but I feel like if you were to have cocaine at this party in which you have Xanadu on in the background, you'll have a great time. <laughs> and I, I think you can skip the first half of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it takes, mm. like, there's some interesting stuff that you can kind of be like, what is this? Like the we're skating in a music studio scene. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think most of the visually interesting stuff happens in the last half. Mm -hmm, definitely. Uh, and if nothing else, I recommend looking up the uh, shopping scene, the getting glitzy scene, because that is the most what am I watching <laughs> of this whole movie. Really? Not like the, the full effect of Xanadu? Like, that is also, like, bizarre, but it doesn't have the weird lighting. It doesn't have oh, as true. many bizarre costumes. That's true. It doesn't have a pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's very fair. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I would... Definitely are going to look at that. I think this is a fun watch overall. Yeah. Uh, and I give this three tabs of LSD out of a big band rock and roll discotheque. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Anya, 
do you have anything that you would like to plug? Maybe a fringe show or something? I do. Um, this So in August, um, I am writing and producing a show from the Minnesota Fringe. Um, we are putting on Carol the Vampire Slayer. Uh, Carol, uh, due to a clerical error, has been called to slay vampires not at the age of 16, but at the age of 60. <laughs> I'm so and excited. And hijinks ensue. I do enjoy hijinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and are you on social media? Um, very half-heartedly. You can find me on Instagram at uh, at Anya FK. It's mostly pictures of cakes I bake. I'm not really into social media, but if you like <laughs> cake, okay. follow me. And cats. It's cake and cats mostly. That's a good brand. Yeah, I think that's a great brand. <laughs> Have you seen Is It Cake? I was the... just watching that before we were doing this. Oh my gosh. It is amazing. So... Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can find me on social media on... What? what am I saying? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Allie Daniels. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rick Boston. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch. Uh, oh, I'm yeah, Northernmost Gamer. I'm usually streaming on weekends, uh, Thursdays, Fridays, during the day, if I don't work. Sorry, I spoke over your username. What's your username? Northernmost Gamer. There you go. Because I am the Northernmost Gamer in the contiguous United States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can reach out to the podcast. We are 30 below pod at gmail.com. That's three zero below pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, reach out to us with any questions, comments, suggestions, uh, if reach you want out to a guest. us. Yeah. If you want to be a guest on it, reach out to us on social media, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you're friends with Ali or I, mm-hmm. and make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't, we're on lots of different services. Yeah. And that way you can just automatically get a notification when we put out one of these new ones on Monday mornings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, uh, that has been 30 Below with Rick and Allie. Thanks so much for listening. I've been Allie. I've been Rick. And this has been 30 Below with Rick and Allie. Bye. <laughs>